0: Romans 5 says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And provide us access to be called your children. Thank you, Thank you. you know, in the natural, that might not make sense in your natural mind, your natural thinking. But the word says that his spirit bears witness with our spirit. That were sons of God. Yes. I Meaning it doesn't have to make necessarily sense to your natural head. But there's something in your heart that you're like, wait a minute, that's real. Yes. That's real. Thank you. you know, I remember, um, you know, living my own way, living my own life. I was 19, 20 years of age. and and uh, But yet I knew God was... There was something that was leading me and calling me. There was something that was. I mean, there's something more. I don't know what it is. I don't know what what it is, but I, there's something that's reaching out for me. Even though I, I, in myself, I didn't think I was worth it. And it's and it's this relationship that our Creator, the our heavenly Father. Desires to this relationship he desires to cultivate with each one of us, man. Because there's, you're created for great significance. You're created with 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 great worth and great value. Go ahead and be seated. You know, I just want to. There's a phrase in that song that Cassie was singing, and that song is as he calls us deeper. He calls us deeper. You know, He, he, he calls us. Yes. You know, we've been talking about hearing God. And I want to thank Trey for ministering last week. And that was awesome about being, you know, freedom from bondage. Man, just love hearing you teach, Trey, and, and your gift, man. Appreciate you. And, uh, man, if you weren't here, I want to encourage you to go back online and, and, and watch that, listen to that. And it, because it, it's so vital to know the heart of the Father. Know the heart of the Father. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah 29.11. Actually, actually, you don't need to turn there. Turn to John, John chapter 10. And I'll just, I'll just quote. I'll just quote that for the sake of time. You know, Jeremiah 29.11, you can put it up on the screen, Rashida, if, if you, you can get that up there. You know, this, has been, this scripture really been, this has been such a foundation to my life. You know, uh, the, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of plans of peace and not evil to give you hope and a final outcome. You know, we, you see it on uh, you know, you know, cards. You see it on coffee mugs. You see it on stationery, bottom calendars. But to really understand that scripture, realize God is speaking to, to man. And he says, I know the thoughts that I have about you. Thoughts of peace and not evil. God doesn't have evil thoughts about you. If you are having evil thoughts about yourself, they're not from God. God is not a condemner. He doesn't condemn you. So anytime you feel bad about yourself or you feel shame about yourself, that's the God of this world. He is the condemner. Now now the Holy Spirit may convict you but to convict you is to lead you in a right way, not to condemn you and make you feel bad. I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts of plans of peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. You know, I, I looked at like this, that, that, you know, I looked at all, it's been a while since I've talked about this, but between point A and point B, point A is to realize that God has a plan for my life. Point B is the final outcome. So, so right here, point A is, is where I'm at. God's got a plan for me over here. And, and in between point A and point B, B is my final outcome. That's where I'm heading. And it's right in between here is where life happens. <laughs> You know, you know, I heard Terry Savelle Foy say this, you know, you know, I had a hailstorm, and you can spell that any way that you want, whether it was H-A-I-L or it was H-E-L-L. I was in the middle of a hailstorm. And 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 see that what the storm I was in just try to keep me from going over here. See, that's what the enemy wants to do. That's what the God of this world does. That's what that's what, you know, when you make bad choices and bad decisions, what that's to keep you from the final outcome. But you know what doesn't change the final outcome. You know, I believe that even if you get off the course, I believe God has just as much ability to get you back on course. Why? Because he has plans for you. He has good plans for you. He has thoughts of peace about you, not 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 thoughts of evil about you. Not thoughts about evil about you. Don't, Don't focus on the negative that you might be going through right now. Realize that God's got a plan. Realize like there, there's a, there's peace for me on the other side of this. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know when it's going to turn around. I don't know how it's going to happen, but you know what? I know he's, he's calling me. He's leading me. Why? Because he's a good father. He's a good father. And he cares about you. Say, say that with me. He's a good father and he cares about me. See, that's why it's so important for us to, to understand he's a good father. And, and you know, I know not everyone might have had a, a good natural father. I had a great natural father. And so I, I can understand just as my natural father wants, wants to speak to me. I know my heavenly father wants to speak to me. So you need to know that your heavenly father wants to speak to you. You know, that might be like kind of like that doesn't compute. I mean, the God, the creator, he wants to speak to me. Well, I mean, is he going to like ring me up on, on my digits? Is he, the, you know, is he going to call my cell phone and talk to No, that's, that's no, he, it, he wants to speak to you. He, the word says it's a still small voice. You know, and, and you know, you're like, well, I can't hear from God. You know what you've heard from God? He, he's spoken to you. You know what? And he even spoke to you when you didn't even know him. Yeah, right. I was working at a liquor store, yeah. far from God, care less about God, but yet I I remember being at a liquor store, and I, I'm I'm driving home, and as I'm going home, I, I was like, well, what am, Why do I eat lunch? What am I want to watch on TV? And I and and I, I I I start flipping the channels, and all of a sudden. I didn't know what it was. I stopped there, and you've heard some of you heard me. say It was Casey Treat <laughs> ha- having him, him the story about him being a heroin addict, hooked on cocaine and heroin, and and I'm hearing him tell the story, and I'm like, wow. I had issues with alcohol. I was you know smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, and 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 I'm sitting here, and, and all of a sudden, what? I didn't. I didn't. But you know what? It was God leading me. It something something spoke to me and said. Okay, hey, yeah, just flip channels. Okay, stop right there. Okay, what's this? And what was that? Seeds. Yeah. Seeds were being deposited yes. in my heart. Amen. Seeds were being deposited in my heart. Why, the Father was calling me. He, there was something, He was wanting to work in my life. He was wanting to do a work in my life. Right. Amen. And see, the, the, the Father's always, He was wanting to do a work in everyone's life. A lot of times is, 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 is we, 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 we don't want to listen. We don't want to listen. And you know what? Some of you might be experiencing difficult situations right now. He wants to speak to you right in the midst of where you're at and what you're going through, and what you're facing. He's a good father and he wants to speak to you. He wants to direct you. But you know what? He's going to speak to you through his word. He'll speak to you through preaching. He'll speak to you through, through a conversation. He'll speak to you while you're watching TV. I've been, watching, I've been watching TV that had nothing to do with God and see a, hear a commercial and all of a sudden hear a statement, in the commercial. And next thing I know, the Lord's speaking to me about something. Wisdom about something. I mean, hey, if, if God could use a donkey to speak in the New Testament, he sure can use. He'll use the strangest things to get his point across to you. Now, what you have to make sure is whatever you're hearing does it line up with his word. That's where people get off sometimes. Well, well, he told me about this, and that is not his character. It has nothing to do with who he is. So, I mean, that's a whole other message. But, um, but realizing he wants to hear, he wants you to hear his voice. He wants to direct you. Let's let's look at John chapter ten. And Wednesday nights can kind of be like Bible school, and we're, we've got lots of scripture tonight. And I believe we'll get this out in a timely manner, but it'll be exactly what we need tonight. Amen. Exactly what I need, what you need, what those watching by way of internet need. Amen. Hallelujah. The Word is to cause us to grow. Word says, in all thy getting, get understanding. Why do we need understanding? Because understanding is what produces results in your life. So in John chapter 10, uh, verse 3, and this has been really some of our, our key scriptures for the last 12, 13 weeks says, the watchman opens the door for this man and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it. And he calls his own sheep by name and brings them out. When he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Jesus is, Jesus is talking and verse 9 says, I am the door and anyone who enters through me will be saved. He will come in and he will go out freely and will find pasture. Verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd risks and lay down his own life for the sheep. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd and I know and recognize my own and my own know and recognize me. So if you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are his sheep. He is your shepherd. He knows you. And see, he wants to get to a point where you know him. Amen. Amen? He knows you. He, and, and it says they hear his voice. And, and it says a stranger's voice they don't follow. So that means he wants me to hear something. He wants me to hear his voice. Right. Say that with me. He wants me to hear his voice. Let's look at verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Don't ever say you can't hear from God. Because here he says, my sheep hear my voice. Hallelujah. If you haven't heard his voice, just start saying, I hear the father's voice. When I read the word, I hear his voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear his voice. Verse 28 says, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So here he wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to hear his voice and it tells us, tells us. That it says, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So here, so he, once we're, he's our our shepherd, we're his sheep, we hear his voice. He knows us and we know him. And it says, nothing shall pluck them out of my hand. Then it takes a step further. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. I mean, nothing's greater than the father and no man. So get this. You're in Jesus' hand. Then my father, which gave them me is greater than all and no man shall pluck them out of my father's hand. So if we're in Jesus's hand, Jesus says, I'm in his hand and nothing shall pluck them out of my hand, out of the father's hand. Get a revelation that the father loves you and he wants to speak to you. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. Let's go to Psalms 32. Psalms 32. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. Hallelujah. Psalms thirty-two verse seven. Let me use this scripture and I'm going to get into what we're what I want to talk about. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about, or you could surround me about with songs of deliverance. Hallelujah, man! He is your hiding place. He'll preserve me from trouble, and he compasses you with songs of deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah, man! If you need deliverance, you know I want him to. I'd like to him to sing a song over me. Amen. Yeah. Songs of deliverance, meaning he wants to prophesy. Deliverance over your life. He wants to prophesy over your future. Yes. Hallelujah. And then verse 8 says, I, the Lord, Amplified says, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you and I will counsel you. So in, in uh, John chapter 10, the Lord, we see... He's the shepherd. Yes. You know, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We've talked about that a lot this, in this series. But he says, I, the Lord, will instruct you in the way that you should go. The verse before this, he tells us that he's our hiding place, that he preserves us, that he encompasses us. He surrounds us with songs of deliverance. And it says, I, the Lord, will instruct you. Meaning when you're in trouble, That's the time he wants to instruct you. We're in, when you're in trouble, that's when he wants to surround you. I, the Lord. He, you see, always, always look at him as something greater than your situation. I, the Lord. He's, he's the Lord. He's the shepherd. He, he he's the high tower. He is the strength. He is exactly what you need. Let's go to Psalms 55. See, you need to be convinced and you need to be confident that God, through the Holy Spirit, is leading your life. He desires to lead you. He wants to lead you out of trouble. He wants to lead you into places that you never thought you could go. He wants to lead you into new jobs. He wants to lead you as a husband. He wants to lead you as a parent. He wants to lead you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And before I read, did I tell you 55? And before I read I want to make this statement. He desires to lead you, but too often we let people, pressure, fear, or our emotions lead us. He wants to lead us, but too often we let people, pressure, fear, our flesh, Lead us. See, we we can't. James chapter one says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, uh, I think the, the, a better rendering of that is a two a two-souled man can't do anything. What does that mean? That means you have a split personality. A two-souled man, meaning I have I, I want to go this way and I want to go this way. And so because you're going these, you're, 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 you're mixed. You're up and down. And, 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 and James says that you're unstable in all your ways. You're unstable in all your ways. So a double-minded man, meaning you have two minds. So, so because of that, you're unstable and your life is unstable. Your finances are unstable. Everything you do is unstable. Why? Because you're not founded on something solid. And that that's, we know that to be God. So so here, we're either going to be led by him, because he wants to lead us, right? But too often, we're led by people. We're led by pressure, fear, flesh, emotions, whatever it is, right? So let's look at this. Psalms 55, verse 1 says, Listen to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. Now, this is, this, is, this is the psalmist speaking here, and he, I love this. I love his, his really his frankness with God, his just bluntness. Attend to me and answer me. And he says, I'm restless, I'm distraught in my complaint, and I must moan. Meaning, I'm, I'm not going to stay silent here. I, I'm, really, I'm really overwhelmed here, and I can't take any more. Verse 3 says, he goes, and I am distracted at the noise of the enemy. See, the enemy has a noise. Yeah, speaking to you, you're not going to make it. You're a failure. You're a loser. You're never going to amount to anything. You messed up. God can't restore you. There's no, there's no future for you. You know, the enemy will speak all those lies into your... That's why the noise of the enemy. The noise of the enemy. And then he tells us, what, what is the noise? Because of the oppression and the threats of the wicked for they would cast trouble upon me and in wrath they persecute me. He says, my heart is grievously pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling have come upon me. Horror and fright have overwhelmed me. Have you been there? Yeah. Being just overwhelmed with life. Yeah. Here, The psalmist is, is saying this is where he's at. And then he says, and I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove for them would I fly away and be at rest. You know, it's like he's in so much trouble, he's pressured, his emotions are are overwhelming him, and he goes, if I could just fly away, then everything would be okay. If I could just escape this, everything would be okay. You know what, and people give into these, you know, that's why suicide rate, that's why alcoholism, addictions, you know, divorce, so many things happen because of this overwhelmed feeling that the enemy overwhelms people with, and they don't know what to do with it. And they don't know where to go. They don't know who to speak to. They don't have people surrounding him. You know, being in ministry a lot of times, you, you don't have people you can talk to because you have to, you have to do this or you have to do that. And, 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 and then you can get overwhelmed with just trying to just make it. But the psalmist is being really raw with us and saying, this is how I feel. But you know what? You can't let feelings control you. You can't let feelings be the final, the final outcome. He says here, lo, then I would wander off and remain in the wilderness. If I could just be in the wilderness, I'd be okay. Then verse 8 says, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. Just shut them up, Lord. (laughs) But you know what? But I'm so glad that the psalmist is raw with his emotions. But at the same time, he always goes back to truth. He always goes back to truth. And you know what? What I love about this psalm is, is, is he, he tells us, he gives us insight on, on who's doing this to him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not, you, know, you know what? When it, it's not, it wasn't someone that he didn't know. Because he tells us it was someone that he walked hand in hand to the house of God with. He goes, if it, if, it was, if it was someone I hated, if it was actually my enemy, I, you know what? I wouldn't really care because he's my enemy. But he goes, it was a man, my equal. It was someone I'm close to. See, the enemy knows how to attack what's close to you. See, because if it's something you didn't care about, he, he wouldn't mess with it. But he knows how to push your buttons. He knows what gets you going. He knows different things about your life. But I love how he goes back to truth. Because you the truth I want you to walk away with as it pertains to hearing God is he wants to direct you out of this. He doesn't want the pressure and the people to define your life. Amen. The emotions to define your life. In verse verse 16 he says this, As for me, I will call upon God. And the Lord shall save me. Meaning even though I feel this way, I'm calling upon God. Even though this is what my emotions are saying, I'm going to call upon God. Even though I want to escape from this, I'm calling upon God because he shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray. Cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He had delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many with me. He had delivered my soul in peace from the battle. Verse 19, God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. Let's go to verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. What is burden? It's the weight. It's the heaviness. It's the oppression. Everything he talked about, the noise. was the, He goes, cast your burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. And he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Never suffer the righteous to be moved. The word moved is the same. The picture that it gives is, you ever remember the the teeter-totter? You know, seesaw, up and down. Sam's reminiscing. She's like, yes, I remember that the right never to be moved that that's that 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 it's to totter back and forth it's like it's like if I cast this burden upon the Lord I've got to cast that so what he can sustain me if if I don't cast that to him he he can't sustain me why because you know what's sustaining or you know what's what's keeping me it's keeping me down is the oppression so I have to give him the oppression so he can sustain me And when he sustained me, then it says, and he'll never let the righteous to be, to totter, to go up and down. So, so you have to hear his voice because he wants to direct you. Why? Because he wants to sustain you. And that's what I'm going to deal with for the next 20 minutes or so, is this aspect of sustaining you. You know, it's one thing we talk about. You know, the, the, one thing that this ministry has been known for the last forty eight years is is no quit. If this is your church and this is the church that you're a part of, I want no quit to be a part of your DNA. I we do not quit. It doesn't matter what what symptom we get. It doesn't matter what what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what, what what the checkbook looks like. We don't quit. We don't quit. And so we can talk about, uh, you know, um, we can talk about miracles. We can talk about healings. We can talk about financial miracles and provision. But you know what? What I had on my heart to to minister, encourage you with tonight is realizing the sustaining power while you're waiting for breakthrough. Sustaining power while you're waiting. Sustain you. What does the word sustain mean? It means to seize. So when he says he sustains you, it means all of a sudden it's like he's taking charge. The word C, to sustain means to support. It means to nourish. It means to supply. It means to hold upright. It means to keep. It means to guide. It means to be present with. It means to surround. It means to make provision for. And it means to provide. So when it says you cast the burden upon him, it says he sustains you. So when I cast the burden upon you, let's look at, when I cast the burden, he nourishes me. When I cast the burden, he supplies. When I cast the burden, he upholds me. When I cast the burden, he keeps me. When I cast the burden, he guides me. When I cast the burden, he's present and surrounds me and lifts me up. When I cast the burden, he makes provision. When I cast the burden, he becomes the provider. He sustains you. Let's go to Psalms chapter 3. Psalms 3. Hallelujah. Days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His glory is to sustain you, to strengthen you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Psalm chapter 3, let's start in verse 1. Let's see. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Here we're hearing the psalmist again. He's letting us know, man, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Amplified says, Lord, how they are increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are saying of me. Many are saying of me. See, you can listen to two voices. You can, li- you can listen to the voice of the people. Voice of the pressure, the voice of what's going on, or listen to the voice of God. Because it says, many, many are saying of me. But what is God saying? What is everyone saying about you? See, the enemy, you know, wants you to think, you know, it's kind of that mentality of like, you know, walk into a room and everyone's talking about you. That, that's kind of what that's kind of what the enemy is trying to make the psalmist feel like. Yeah. They're, this is what everyone's saying. Everyone's saying I'm a. F-. Everyone's saying that you messed. Up. Everyone's saying that there's that nothing's good is going to happen. Many there be say say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. Many are saying there's no help for him. What what is he saying? The psalmist is saying. Everyone's saying that I'm a lost cause. Everyone's saying that that nothing matters, nothing can help, nothing can change. That's what everyone's saying. Verse 3, but. See, you always got to put the, this is what everyone else is saying, but. The Lord. See, the enemy is saying there's no help for him. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. Now get this, the Lord art a shield for me. He's a shield for me. And what is that shield? That shield is my glory and the lifter of my head. So that shield, hallelujah, that shield, what does it do? It's the lifter of my head. See, what what the enemy was saying was causing my head to be bowed down. But when I look on what the Lord is saying, he's a shield. For me, my glory in the lifter of my head. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. Hallelujah. He's a shield for me. The other way for a shield here, he is my overseer. He is an overseer. He oversees me. It doesn't matter. What they say doesn't matter. They're not my overseer. The Lord is my overseer. He's my shield. He's the one that surrounds me. He's my glory and the lifter of my head. Verse four, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and I slept. I awakened for the Lord sustained me. So what did I do? Because he's my shield, I looked to him. And when I looked unto him, I know he heard my voice. And I love when it says, Selah. It means just meditate on that. Think about that. Think about that when you call on him, he hears you from his holy hill. Mm. And after he did it, he goes, I laid down and I slept. He goes, I wakened for the Lord sustained me. Hallelujah. The Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me. God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone, and thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. (laughs) I like he broke the teeth of the ungodly, meaning, you know, he can't speak anymore. (laughs) Meaning what he says no longer (laughs) makes sense. Salvation belongs unto the Lord, and I love this, thy blessing is upon Thy people. Let's go to Psalms 37. Psalms 37. 23, verse 23. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Yes. And he delighteth in his way. I like the Amplify says, The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way. And he busies himself with his every step. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Or you could read it this way. When you delight in his way, he'll direct your steps. When you delight in his way, he'll direct your steps. See, a lot of times we want God to direct our steps, but but are you looking to go in His way? A lot of times we want God to bless our way (laughs) instead of, okay, let's find out what His way is because His way is already blessed. Verse 24. Though He fall, He shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth Him with His hand. And He wants to order your steps, but even if you fall, He goes, you're not utterly cast down, meaning meaning it's not over yet. Why? Because if you look to him, he will uphold you. He will sustain you. The Lord wants to sustain you right now, wherever you're going through, whatever you're facing, whatever you're walking through, whatever you're with, he wants to sustain you. What? To that final outcome. I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. Thoughts and plans of peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. See, he wants to sustain you. He wants to uphold you. You're going between point A and point B and you fall. Man, you just need to get up again. Proverbs says, though a man falls seven times, a righteous man gets up eight. Yeah, See, right. so you just need to get up. Yeah. Just get up. The only way that you'll ever be defeated is if you quit. Yeah, that's right. The only way that you'll ever be defeated is if you let go of God and do it, try to do it yourself. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will uphold you. The Lord will uphold you. The Lord, say the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The Lord, He'll uphold you. He'll sustain you. It's the Lord who instructs you, right? I you to understand this, this, is, this is the Lord. This is the Lord. So, you know, our, our whole understanding as being Christians, we don't go to Christians just because, I mean, and, and, and we go to church because we're Christians. No, we go to church to learn about Him. That's right. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. <laughs> Come to church is where I discover Him. Getting in the Word is what I do because I learn about him. I pray because because prayer isn't me begging. Prayer is a is a is a a a dialogue. It's me communicating in relationship with God. Right. So so th- it's all about the Lord. So so it is it's it's you being sustained by the Lord. So Hebrews chapter 13 Let's look at Let's look at verse Five, let your conversation be without covetousness. Now, this word conversation is, is not really a good translate, translation of this word. Because the word conversation here actually is behavior. If you look it up in the, in the Greek, this word is behavior. Let your behavior. Another way you could, what is behavior? Behavior is your lifestyle. See, you're, the, the choices, you are where you are because of the decisions you've made. You are where you are because of the thoughts that you have thought. Your thinking has shaped your behavior, and your behavior is what's produced your actions, and your actions is what produce results in your life, Okay? So I just needed to, to kind of establish that. So we understand that I am where I am because of my behavior. And I am my behavior is a result of what I've allowed to, my life to think or maybe my experiences, how I was raised, and so forth. It's all, everything's a result of that. So here, let your conversation, let your lifestyle, let your behavior be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he has said, "I will never leave thee nor forsake thee." Be content with what you have. That's not saying if I'm poor, I need to settle for being poor. That's not what this is saying. What this is saying is what this is saying is I need to understand that that my behavior is 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 an out, is is going to be what's going to be the out outfling of my future, and I need to be my behavior in this situation, needs to understand that, let me get this right, thank you, Father. My behavior, I need to, my lifestyle needs to be set in a way where I'm dependent upon him. My lifestyle needs to be set. Why? Because he never leave thee, nor will he forsake me. I need to live in a way. My behavior needs to be in a way where my life is constantly looking at him. Yes. Yes. Meaning, mean, we're talking about being content in the things that I have, meaning I'm not looking to the world for my provision. I'm looking to him because he never leaves me nor forsakes me. Verse six So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man can do unto me. Remember them that have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. Meaning, the one that spoke the word over over you, follow his faith. See, now it's talking about what kind of behavior should I have, because he's never going to, excuse me, leave me or forsake me. And because of that, I need to boldly say, yes. I need to boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Yes. Why? Because it's part of my behavior. It's part of my lifestyle. That's right. Remember them that have rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God. Whose faith follow? I mean, the ones you've learned things, follow their faith. Yes. Consider the end of their conversation. I mean, consider their behavior. How did these that taught you how did they live their life? On, Let's look now look at verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever. Amen. How did those that went before us live? They realized that the Lord is the helper. Yes. That our behavior is set in him. And it doesn't matter whether it was past. It doesn't matter if it's present. And it doesn't matter if it's future. The Lord is still the Lord. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he was going to sustain Moses, then he'll sustain you today. If he will sustain David... As we see in Psalms 55, we see it in Psalms 3, we see it in Psalms 37. He'll sustain you today because he'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. I, I love what the Amplified says in, in verse 5. It says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, let you down, relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So this is so. Pay attention to those. Follow their faith, and what was their faith? Rest in that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. Let's look at another example of past, present, and future. Let's look at um, Jude. Jude. There's only one chapter. Some of the, I tell you, there's 25 verses in Jude that will totally change your life. There's so much meat, I like to say, in, this, in this, this one book. I'm trying to find Jude. It's here somewhere. I went by it like three times now. Let's look at verse 24. We're talking about sustaining. I'm going to read the Amplified. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling, slipping, or falling... That sounds like sustaining to me, right? Yeah. Now, unto Him that is able to keep you from stumbling, slipping, or falling. Not only to keep, keep you from falling, but to present you unblemished before the presence of His glory in triumphant joy and exaltation. To the one only God. See, there's not many ways to God, there's one to the one only God and Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now get this, be glory, majesty, might, and dominion, and ever power and authority. Now get this, before all time and now and forever until all the ages of eternity. Now get all that he will sustain and keep you from falling. Hallelujah, and present you. Man, see, the Lord's the same. The, the Lord that, they, they, that he would look to in Psalms 3, the Lord he looked to in Psalms 55, the Lord he looked to in Psalms 37, the one that would uphold you, the Lord would uphold him. He, this is the same one. And it says that he would, he's able to keep you from stumbling or falling and to present you to the one and only God and Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be glory. And then it says, and what? He's before all time. He's now and he's forever Thank you, Lord. to sustain you, to sustain us. See, he, he's a father and he wants to speak to you. Why? Because he wants to sustain, sustain you. He wants to lead you. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Let's 2 Corinthians. Just have two more verses. The Lord wants to sustain you. The Lord. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter two. Thank you, Father. Verse 13. It says, "Yet my spirit could not rest, because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave from them and I departed from Macedonia. He said, "My spirit didn't find." Here's Paul's talking. He goes, "You know what? I was uneasy." in my heart. I I wasn't sure what was going on and and I wasn't sure what was going on with Titus, my brother. See this is something this is something that he's facing personally. This is something that he's dealing with. And he says, My spirit couldn't find rest. And that spirit isn't talking about his his spirit man. That word spirit, he's talking about his heart, my, his, his mind. It was the word suke, which means the center of who he is, his mind, his will and emotions. And he says, my mind, my will and emotions couldn't find rest because, because I didn't see my brother Titus there. You know what? And, and sometimes in the natural, when you get a report or something's happening, you know, it can cause you to be all over the place emotionally. And it says, so I took leave from them and I departed from Macedonia. But I love verse 14. He says, but thanks be to God. Even though in the natural, hey, I was, I was, things were going on in my, in, in my mind, my will, my emotions. But, but thanks be to God, who in Christ Jesus always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. Hallelujah. He always leads us in triumph. Even though I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out, man, Christ always leads me in triumph. He always leads me to triumph. Christ always wants to sustain us in triumph. He always wants to lift us up in the midst of our trouble and our emotions and whatever we're facing. I want to encourage you. You're not alone tonight. You're, you're not alone tonight. Yeah, in the natural. Yeah, you may feel them, but you're not alone. You have the Holy Spirit. I love even what Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And he said, you know what? He goes, when I was on trial, he said, no one stood with me. All forsook me. Man, everyone left him, and I love this. He says, "You know what?" But the Lord stood by me. Thank you, Lord. All forsook him. He didn't have anyone. He said, "All, all forsook me." He goes, "You know what?" But the Lord stood by me. Thank you, Lord. The Apostle Paul, he had emotions, <laughs> just like <laughs> Jesus had emotions. Jesus says in Hebrews 4, he says, he, it says he, was, he was a man just like you and I. It, it says in, in, in Hebrews 4, it says that he was a high priest that was touched with the feeling of our infirmity, our weaknesses. Yes. So if you, have, if you ever felt emotion, hurt, lost, rejection, Jesus felt it. Yes. And he's, he was touched with the feeling of your infirmities. So realize, when, it's, when hearing his voice, it's about sustaining you. It's about lifting you up and walking you through whatever you might be facing. Yes. Hallelujah. Let me close with John 16. Hallelujah. You're receiving the word tonight. Yes. Man, I just, I, I just believe you're being encouraged tonight. Yes. I just believe that you're strength, being strengthened tonight. I believe just as 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 we've gone from scripture to scripture to scripture that your hope is built up, that there is hope for tomorrow, that God has a plan for your life, that he's going to sustain you through where you're at and carry you to where there's something greater on the other side of your disappointment. There's something greater on the other side of where you are. I love when, you know, and I believe it's Psalm uh, 66, it talked about going through, going through fire, I believe going through water. He says, but he brought me out into a, into a broad place. He brought me out into a, to 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 a, 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 a an abundant place. Hallelujah! He brought us into a wealthy place. Thank you, Father. Let me get to John sixteen. Hallelujah! I love this scripture because Jesus speaks to us, and He speaks to us two levels of truth. Just as David spoke two levels of truth to us in Psalms 55. What were the two levels of truth? He gave us the truth of how the enemy works and how our emotions respond. And secondly, he gives us the truth of what sustains him when those things are going on. And Jesus gives us two levels of truth here in John 16. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Actually, I don't think I'm in the right place. Hold on. Thank you, Father. Maybe I am. Thank you, Father. Yeah, yeah. I was in the right place. Sorry. (sighs) Hmm. Verse 30, 31. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour comes... Yes, it is now come that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father's with me. Amen. Now get get this. Here he goes there the hours come, and it's now here that you'll be scattered. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. You know, in, uh, in Luke, I believe it's Luke 22, Jesus is talking to Peter and, and, he, and he says to Peter, he, he says to him, he goes, Peter, he goes, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat. Yeah. And the word sift there means, it's where we get our word Enigma. And uh, in enigma, what is an enigma? It's a puzzle. It's something difficult to find out. So, here's, so how the what Jesus was saying. He goes, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat, meaning he's trying to bring confusion to you. Right. Why? Because he desires to have you that he may sift you like wheat. But Jesus says, I prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail. Yeah. And I know when I just read that he goes, he goes that, he goes, there's a time coming. It is now here that you're going to be scattered. And it's really the same connotation. There's going to come a time that when that, that the enemy wants to scatter you. You ever heard of the phrase scatterbrained, <laughs> scattered in your thinking, overwhelmed? That's what the enemy wants you to. He wants you to live at that point of being 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 constantly moved, constantly moved up and down. And here it says he will. He, he goes, you'll be scattered. Every man to his own and shall leave me alone, and yet I'm not alone. So Jesus is saying, you know what? You're going to leave me, but you know what? I'm not alone because what the Father is going to sustain me. Meaning I'm not looking to you to sustain me. I'm looking to the Father to sustain me. And there's coming a time, hallelujah, where you need to look to me to sustain you. Verse 33, he goes, these things have I, I mean, I'm speaking to this for a reason and for a purpose. Because you're, there's going to be a time that you're going to be scattered. These things I've spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. See, this is the first truth. truth. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. In the world, you're going to face difficult things. But then he says, but, this is the second truth. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. I have overcome The world. Hallelujah. The Lord. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wherever you're at in your life, let him sustain you. Let him strengthen you. Let him quicken your heart. Let him direct you in his word, in your life, in every aspect of your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Hallelujah. Just with everyone with your heads, just heads bowed. Just I'd like to see hands just, you say, Pastor, I need the Father to sustain me. Just slip your hand up where you're at, where you're at. Hallelujah. I see all those hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that's all of us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you that you are the lifter of our head. Father, I thank you, Lord, that these are days of glory, days of abounding, days of flourishing. I thank you for being a strength to every single heart in this place. I thank you, Father, that defeat is not in our heart, but victory is in our heart. I thank you that Jesus saw our day. Jesus saw this time. Jesus saw that in the world we'd have tribulation. Jesus saw that we would have voices that would bring Oppression. He saw that we had voices that would bring bring uh, uh, overwhelmed feelings. That saw that we would experience difficult things. That we would make deci- bad decisions, make bad choices. Jesus saw this day, but he also saw this day and said, "Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world." I thank you, Lord, that we look to the Lord. He is our sustainer. I look to the Lord because he's the lifter of our head. I look to the Lord because he orders our steps. I look to the Lord because he upholds us with his right hand. We look to the Lord tonight. And as we look to you tonight, I thank you for breathing fresh life into us. I thank you for sustaining our vision, sustaining our dreams sustaining our passions, sustaining us. Rather, even if it's just to get us through one more day, I thank you that you sustain us, that you are more than able. You're more than faithful. I thank you that we have victory. I thank you that we are overcomers. I thank you that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the enemy has been defeated. The enemy is under our feet. I thank you that oppression is under our feet. Defeat is under our feet. Failure is under our feet. I thank you, Father, that we're rising up higher and higher. And I thank you for the good things, the good things that we're stepping into. I thank you for the greater things we're stepping into. I thank you for greater provision. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That we do not look to our past, but we're looking to, to, looking forward with expectation. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. If you believe that, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive that word tonight.